I love how different we all look when we're on camera too. Ricky looks like the classic athlete trying to do a, a post-game interview. Sarge looks like a DJ. I just look like a douchebag. I am just all over the place. This red cord is just so bad. Why is it red? It's the Dre Beats staple, the red cord. These are from like high the, school. It's like the Penny red bottom Louis. shoes. Yeah, Louis B's. Anyway, fire it up. What's up, everybody? It's Bricky, Sergeant Benny, and we are back for another episode of Life Through Our Lens. And a few episodes ago, we kind of mentioned we're getting into a rotation, about six or seven. We're, we're flipping through them. Well, we're at the top of the rotation. It's two married guys and a single guy. Sarge, let them know what it is. All right, for all our new listeners, we are going into two married guys and a single guy, which is us asking each other questions about being married and single. So these two fellers are newlyweds, are married, and I am very single, which is going to lead us to what we're going to be discussing, an emphasis on the single. Fellas, it's time to make a dating app profile for your boy. Yeah! All right. What made you decide that it's time? Have you ever heard of the song by Akon? Lonely. <laughs> All time <I'm> banger. So- <laughs> Great song. It's it's time. I can't do this not talking to any girls thing. It's it's getting to your boy. It's been too long. It's time. You, I have cracked. Do you have any rotation going on right now? Are you currently dating? First question. No, I haven't made any sort of attempt. It is you're in a dry spell. In a dry spell, no dates, no nothing. Let's just paint the picture. Let's let it all out. Let's paint the picture. I mean, it's not much of a picture to be painted, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, it's this is ridiculous. I have to do this. All right. Well, you're in luck because I was actually out with my wife and some of her friends over the weekend. And I don't know why it even came up. Um, I think it was just because I, I've i never really had a dating app at all. Never needed one. Sup, which boy. <laughs> Humble brag. But um, they were giving me tips or like because i was asking like what is a like what are you looking for in a profile i've never been on the thing what are you looking for and so first number one this doesn't apply to you at all sarge um because i'm five eight they were telling me that if i had one i should put five ten and i was like that is lying my ass off but that doesn't apply to you because how tall are you i am six two what's up up? you're gonna do so well i hope so i hope so all right so do you have are you doing all of them or do you have in mind that you want to hop on? I think I want to do Bumble because if I'm correct, the female has to reach out to me. Is that, is that right? Yes. The rumors so are true. Bumble, I think, not 100%, I'd say 99% sure on this, that the female, after you guys both accept each other or swipe on each other or whatever it is, she has to reach out first. So she yes. initiates. So that's kind of nice. At least you know where you stand. You're not going to just take shots in the dark and then, you know, get ghosted. Right. I like the sounds of that. Well, hopefully it all works out because if no one, if we're, your boy's getting no likes, this is going to suck. <laughs> this is going to suck. I'm going to feel like a loser that lives in his pants basement. Oh, we might need a crash course. We might need to call uh, Emily Backer, Bricky, your wife's friend that was giving Ooh. you a little crash course today. What are the, what are the guidelines? What are the rules of engagement? for dating apps these days you know if somebody doesn't respond for a week is that like they're done or is it just is that standard because if i don't respond to a text you know is it a two-day window i don't know what's the game like today 
So Sarge, we might have to get the rules of engagement situated. It's just trial by fire, man. We got to just get you in there. We're hucking you in the ring. You're going to fight your way out. Feed me to the lionesses. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Okay. So the next tip that she gave me was, so I think you can have like five pictures or something. And you should not have all of your pictures be of you with other people. You need to have some of just you. So this is a huge, huge issue for me because I don't think I have a single one with just me. I, I, I'm not, I don't know if I've ever really taken a selfie. And when I do take pictures, we're golfing in a foursome or we're doing something in a group. So I'm screwed in that department. We're just going to get action shots of you. One fishing, one golfing. See, wait, 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 wait. I heard that no fishing pictures. And I kind of agree with that. That's okay with me. I but think you rather put your cards on the table. You got to like, let them know. Do you just like bait them in? And then all of a sudden you're like, ah, by the way, I'm gone fishing. Wow. That sounds exactly like fishing. Actually. <laughs> I think that don't take a selfie. You're just going to have to swallow your pride and ask someone to take a picture for you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I really don't. I you know what Sarge? I got a, I got a, I got a solution for you. The one girl I know here, she's a wedding photographer part-time. I'll, uh, I'll see if she'll set you up. Her name's D she kicks ass and maybe she'll do some, some glam shots of you. You'll be looking like the next bachelor dude. Just, you can do some urban, like senior pictures, get on a staircase back against a brick wall with one leg up hands in the pocket polo some jeans with some holes in them, maybe like a puka shell necklace. Oh, dear God. What do you think? You really think women would be like, wow, I really want to swipe right on this guy. He spent the time to take a GD photo shoot for his Bumble profile. What are you talking about? That is a loser move. I don't think so. I think it just says that you mean business. You're not there to dick around. Is it loser or is it hilarious? Okay, it's pretty, it's, if it's like impromptu, that's a little different. But I'm like, if I'm seeking out to get Bumble, <laughs> Bumble picks taken, that is absurd to me. And I refuse to do. Okay. Here's yeah. what we do Benny, you and Sarge are in the same golf group. Next time you golf, Benny's taking your picture, solo picture. You can be holding your bag, walking, or whatever you want to do, but you're getting at least one picture. <laughs> okay. Deal. That, that I can do that. I, I can uh, suck it up. I'll just make sure I'm looking fly. Always we better uh, have you good shit on tomorrow. Taking an action shot. Yeah. And then also another problem. I don't really have any skinny pics. Just got a lot of fat pics. Like, do I have to state that in the profile? Like, hey, I know you, I'm look chubby in some of these, but I swear I'm the latter. I'm skinny now. Why would you not just post pictures of when you're skinny? Because they're slim pickings. But didn't you just go to like six weddings though? There's got to be enough photos of you circulating around in a in a suit. I hope it's not from last wedding because that was not a good performance by me. What happened? I don't want to get into it, but I was heavily overserved. That's all I'm gonna say. We'll leave it at nice. That. I like the I like the bartender blame. That's always the best way to put it. Overserved is the best excuse for just annihilated. <laughs> Moving on now. All right, so. What are you going to write in your bio? All right. I'm assuming that All you right. write in a bio. 100%. And that is what we should discuss. What should I put in my profile bio? I feel like we have to plug the pod. I feel like that's got to be in there. 
That could be good. I think I might just be a podcaster instead of a warehouse manager. I, I think that's what I should do. Warehouse manager by day, podcaster by night, little alter ego. I have always loved Batman, so I am Matman now. <laughs> Whoa. Nice. That's got legs. You should go with that. You're Matman. Does that mean you have to drop one of the T's and it's M-A-T? All right. Do you guys have any suggestions on what I should write in my bio? Do you have any? Uh, so podcast is kind of unique. Do you have anything else that is unique? I don't think so, but maybe someone else does. Maybe some some nice lady. But uh, I I'm I I'm, I'm kind of referring back to the old episode of the six that can lick through a brick wall, but not quite that you know crude. Toned down. I think that's sure. funny. It is funny, but I don't know. That's wild. But I am kind of wild. I don't know. You could just say like, hey, like home cooked dinners are pretty regular in my current living status. Oh, should I be like, I live in my parents' basement at the moment. I think play the funny thing. Just like, yeah, it's it's just self-deprecating. Yeah. A 30 year old podcaster who lives in his parents' basement. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. (laughs) I think that's the ticket. Just be super honest. Okay. I love it. I love that. Take it or leave it, ladies. Yeah. All right. So let's come up with that. Let's just get into it here. So six that can make you laugh. Home cooked meals are on the regular. Brought to you by Mama Saj. (laughs) See, warehouse or by day, moonlight podcaster by night. I don't know, something like that. I love when Bricky mentioned. Yeah, Brickner, Bricky, give me what you were going. I like your direction a little bit more here. So. I'm a 30-year-old podcaster who lives in my parents' basement. I've never been on a bad date once. You can ask all of my exes. I was thinking like guaranteed to have fun. Guaranteed fun on the date or your money back. Oh, I, I yeah. Yep, there it is. Because you're paying anyways. Yeah, right. Interesting fact about me. All right, should I I should start actually making this. I I got it now. 6'2 with a 5'8 wingspan. <laughs> well, that's just simply <laughs> not true. I know it's just funny because no girls date short guys on dating apps, which is thank God that I never needed one. So I'd be swimming at the bottom of the barrel. Right. And that I do want to clarify that this is I've had success before without using an app. OK, geez. All right. So I think I think this is what we do. We get it put together. And then the next time around, we do two married guys and a single guy. We'll go through your stats. We'll get you. We'll, we'll let the people know how many likes you got, how many matches, how many dates. You can also ask the audience what they think. I would like that. What should Sarge put in his profile? Should we put out like a poll or something? That would be awesome. I like that. I like that. Who's All got right. good picks of Sarge? You'll start getting uh, infantry of photos from people. They'll all be me hammered, dude. I can almost guarantee that. But uh, – well, you did guarantee fun or your money back. So, okay, that's what are you going to do? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll report back with my Bumble excursions. Hopefully, we get some content going there, or maybe I'll find my wife. I don't think there's any in between. But uh, let, let's move on here to uh, I'm going to ask these guys a question. And <laughs> this is such a dumb question, but it's a serious question. And it's how do you determine where you guys are going up? out to eat like how do you plan dinner plans do you have any say how's that process work ricky for me it's it's not that i don't have any say 
It's that I truly don't care where we go. Like my wife and I, we go out probably once a week, I would say, give or take. And like, just, I want you guys, this is usually how it goes. Just name out. I want you guys to name out just like two to three types of cuisine. Italian, Mexican, American. Those all sound great to me. I would have any of those. Pizza, I'm in. Mexican, love it. Let's do it. Sushi, love sushi. Pizza again, I'll do pizza. So my wife is the opposite. She is really likes to think about stuff. Look at the menu. What's she going to get beforehand? Do the whole thing. So we should get it down to one or two. Let's go pizza and Mexican. And she's trying to decide, trying to decide. An hour goes by. I'm like, all right, where are we going? She's like, I don't know yet. I'm like, all right, we're getting pizza. She's like, I really want Mexican. So I'm kind of playing a little, little mind game there. So I haven't quote unquote picked where we've eaten maybe even once in our relationship, but I've, I've skewed, skewed the stats. I really like that. It's very crafty of you. And also I want to, I want to go back to one thing you said, the menu before going, that is not just a single, that's my wife does the same thing. And I thought that was just a, I didn't know that was a universal thing. Like they scout the entire restaurant out. They look at the Instagram profile, they look at the website, they check the menu to make sure it's good. And Drinks, thank God, everything. Oh, there's a really nice cocktail. It's like I go there and I don't, I'm pretty similar to you, Bricky. And I'm like, all right, I'll probably just get a burger because I'm super lame and standard. But they have the entire tea. Like they see some crazy posts on Instagram. That's what they got to eat. See, I have like, it's really hard for me to go to a restaurant that I'm not going to find something that I like. I'm not picky at all. I'll just wing it. So I like the surprise of going there and open it up and just the world is my oyster. What am I getting tonight? What am I feeling right then? I am different. Andrea doesn't really pick that much. I feel like I decide more often than not because she's so indecisive on what she wants to eat that it does rely on me. So I've since learned to play the, the cross off game. What don't you want? Right? Cause if we throw too many options out there, she says it very well. Analysis paralysis. Then it's just, you know, then there's four menus to look at, four different venues. There's four different cocktail menus. And it's just overwhelming. So it's what don't you want? Usually one or two gets crossed off the list. And then there's like, if you say Italian, you're screwed. There's like 400 Italian restaurants in every city. But they're all great. All phenomenal. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like I'm a staple guy. Once I find a place that's good, because you try a bunch to figure out which one's the spot, I just stick to it. I stick to what I know. And I'll keep going back there. And I'll get the same order over and over again. You guys well, know Red Rabbit, Minneapolis? Oh, yes. So good. I'm a 12-year-old. My order will probably be the same until I die. Spaghetti and meatballs, extra meatball. Super basic. Okay. Super basic. I'm the exact opposite. I try, unless something is super 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 good i try and mix it up as much as i possibly can try not to repeat i like to to mix it up and try new things what about you sarge i am a mix it up guy i i definitely am a mix it up guy unless i'm going to like jimmy fricks or something then i then i pretty much get the same thing but mix it up that's the way to go i've never been to red robin or red rabbit whatever you're talking about in my life red rabbit you never been there no it is a staple it, it's uh what is it red cow it's like a sister restaurant for red cow i think so yeah when you guys live in a in pretty nice part of minneapolis benny you guys got any hot spots that you frequent red rabbits definitely on the list 
I don't know. Honestly, I'm still trying to find a pizza place. I don't know. I'm going to get some blowback from the Minnesota boys. Uh, so I'm still, I'm still diving in to see what pizza is the best place. Have you tried black sheep? I have solid. That's, but it's just, it's every pizza. So artisany, if that's even the right word, it's just so there's like lots of toppings and it's like night. It's like picturesque pizza. I just want a nice medium dish pizza. Just you want a slice of Sabaro, a New York slice of Sabaro, but not even a New York slice. I want a little not lasagna thick, just like medium thickness or, you know, just just standard, just a standard guy. I don't know. Maybe I'm a super taster or some shit, but start Dude, throwing this wacky crap on pizza. I'm just like, all right, hit up any mall food court and you'll get a nice slice of pizza that you're looking for. Nice little food court pizza. I haven't I haven't really dabbled in that. But there are a lot of options. The other, the only other really cool place I like is I do like Parlor Bar. I like their burgers. They're probably terrible for you, but they taste fucking amazing. They're so good every single time, except you can't get a seat in there ever. So that's the only problem. What's your favorite burger from there? From Parlor Bar? Just the Parlor Burger. Just super standard guy. You are literally the most plain man on this planet. Well, my office, yeah, before I moved to St. Louis, my office was like right above parlor bar and everybody raved about the parlor burger isn't it like 15 dollars or something nuts like that isn't it yeah, just like, it's like massive it's like brisket i don't know there's a lot of it's not just like burger meat oh. it's it's like a hodgepodge of meat some pickles i don't even know and they got some sauce on there i don't know it's like their own big mac sauce it kicks ass it's a really good burger their fries are lights out yeah this is the standard burger i just go with whatever they recommend i did try this other place Literally the other night, it's called Tracks. That burger might beat Parlors now, but it was eighteen dollars. It was a Wagyu burger. What is that? Oh, like Wagyu steak. That's my only thing. So it was another like hodgepodge of meats, but that was pretty lights out as well. Oh my yeah. god, that's actually not planned at all. I have to take that back. But I've also never been to Parlor Bar either. <laughs> hey, maybe when your Bumble's up and running, oh, date spot. Oh. I mean, that's a little messy. You don't want to eat something super messy on the first date. I'm Spillsburg over here. I'll get some mustard on my shirt and it's like, sick. <laughs> Just get you a bib, dude. That'll be your profile picture. Messy eater. Come on a date with me to find out. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I'm no, saying that. <laughs> I, think it's, I think I've learned that it's good that me and Benny don't need one of these profiles. <laughs> get zero matches. <laughs> I would be terrible on a Tinder profile. I, again, like, sir, I have no photos of myself. They're all like dumb shit with a bit or like big group embarrassing or group photos. That's it. Other than that, I don't take pictures of myself. I mean, seriously, this is you're preaching to the quiet here for gosh sakes. All right, we're going to move on to a, a more serious question. And obviously marriage is a pretty serious thing last time I heard. But what is the biggest sacrifice you have made for your marriage? Uh, Benny, let's go with you first. There's a decent amount, and I, I, I'm going to preface this by saying I can't really say I've made the biggest sacrifice because my wife definitely has. She ended up moving countries, moving to a state in which I didn't know anybody besides Sarge when I first moved here, and that's a pretty huge sacrifice literally to, to be with me. So I think that kind of takes the cake. I think the biggest sacrifice that I've made personally – there's not that many. I feel like everything's pretty solid. I, I don't really sacrifice that much, which is pretty, I guess that's kind of bad. Maybe I'm a selfish lover, selfish yeah. lover. 
I don't know. We might have to divert to Bricky to start. I gotta, I gotta swish these ideas around in my head. I gotta figure out which one I want to stay because she's gonna hear this and. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I, well, how about going to that process? That sounds like a nightmare. Moving here, so I'm from Buffalo. Listeners that don't know that Buffalo, New York, not Minnesota. So moved to Chicago, ended up moving to Minneapolis. And then when we started dating, she was in Canada. So the only way it worked, and this was after deciding, like, do I go to Canada? Does she come to the States? Like, what's the right decision? Well, how did you guys meet if she was in Canada? So we met at work. So we were at the same training class. So maybe an HR flag or two. <laughs> uh yeah we ended up starting at that company at the same literally the same day and we were on the same onboarding class and the company that i was with does week-long trainings for a four-month series and then we saw each other at sales meetings and regional meetings things like that uh, we were both with other people at the time and then the last meeting that we went to we were single couple of couple of spocks all of a sudden she she flew to Minnesota to hang out and then it was like, oh shit, are we doing this? So I ended up doing it and it was a pretty quick process thereafter because the only real way for us to move or like actually be together is for one of us to immigrate. And getting married was a big part of that because unless you're a fancy scientist or you have a skill that nobody else in Canada or for her, nobody else in the US has. It's really hard to get a work visa to move. Plus, it's a huge process, and they only give out like forty or fifty thousand a year, which may sound like a lot, but a lot of people are trying to come here on work visas, and there's a lot of renewals for people that have specialty skills. So the only way to really do it was to get married, which was crazy. And yeah, we ended up getting married and going through that process, which took two years. And well, I guess it's like three what did your friends and family think when you told them you're dating a chick from canada that i was knucking futz everybody <laughs> said i was off my meds off my marbles even sarge was like you're crazy everybody told me i was crazy i don't know i was love blind i you know at that point it was like hey like what do we gotta do to make this work i was in the i'm not doing long distance camp so i was like if we're gonna do this there needs to be an end date that we're gonna like make this happen finally decided on a few things met with lots of immigration attorneys and tried to figure out what they were going to do and what the process was like and then the decision was the u.s because there's just more there's more job opportunities overall and the process to come into the states was a little bit smoother than me to go to canada so yeah that's the biggest sacrifice so i mean we're both insane it would have been much easier for me to go there because she had like a friend network and Kind of like we talked about before, I feel like females have the the friends and then you hope that they have a cool boyfriend or husband that you can chill with. Yeah, she kind of took the cake on that. She literally moved countries to a state, knew nobody except me, and we got married. Crazy kids. 90 Day Fiance, if anybody wants to check out the, the show. We didn't make the cut. We, we didn't apply. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's the process. It's, it's, it's It was scary. That is wild. Yeah, I guess mine's pretty similar but it was reversed so I, I mentioned before my wife is a doctor and if you know anyone who was in med school or don't I'll explain it any, anyways so after you're finishing your four years of med school you go into this match and it is 
bananas. Uh, the winter beforehand, so I think the match is in like March. So, you know, November, December, January, all the med students are traveling around interviewing at all these residencies. And a lot of people, I think, like if you're from Minnesota, you stay. If you're from Boston, you stay, whatever. But uh, Madison did not want to stay in Minnesota. She had been at the U for four years did med school hybrid at the U in in Duluth, which is two hours north of Twin Cities and had a gap year in there. So she had had nine years at the University of Minnesota. So she wanted to move. And so she told me that. And I think we we weren't engaged yet or anything. So I was just like, okay, well, I hope you go somewhere warm so I can visit you, whatever. (laughs) But she told me like, no, I want you to come with. So I was a nice sigh of relief. Like, all right, good. I made it. But anyway, so back to the match. So she uh, traveled and went to like 12, I think, residencies and interviewed. So how it works is she ranks her residencies from one to 12. And then the residencies rank everybody they interviewed one to whatever. Could be hundreds, thousands, I don't even know. And then they plug them into this computer and it just like matches everybody up, right? So I don't remember her whole list, but I know number one was Chicago, two was Nashville, and three was St. Louis, where we are now. So she ended up in St. Louis. And literally, there's this day called match day, and the entire class of like three or 400 people is in a room, and everybody gets an envelope. And you're just sitting there, and you open the envelope, and then it tells you where you're going to live the next three years. It's just the craziest thing ever. It was like an adrenaline rush. There's people who are so happy there's people crying i'm not gonna name any names but people were crying like not happy it's crazy dude it's like a real life harry potter hat yes or shit yes exactly it's a sorting hat (laughs) so they just picked three what if you don't get accepted to any of the places i think that's pretty rare but if you don't you have it's like a I want to say you do like a gap year and you do maybe I'll have to ask my wife. Cause I know someone she knew didn't match, but they were trying to get into like a really, really, really competitive field. And I don't know exactly what you do. I'll ask her and I'll throw it in at the end. So Side note know. question for you, Bricky. Is it specific to what they're trying to get into like family medicine or like orthopedic surgery, things like that? Or is it, just like, hey, you're going to this place and you're going to get like the works on the whole the whole process. Uh, yeah, it's a good question. So basically med school, and I'm trying to explain this as, as I'm going to I'll explain it. So how I know it. So people hopefully understand it. So when you're going to med school, you are just learning about all the different paths you can possibly take. So you're rotating in and out of like surgery, family medicine, anesthesia, whatever. I don't know if that's even one, but so then you pick a, a, a lane. And so she picked internal medicine. And so when you, so when she was interviewing, she was interviewing with internal medicine places. So like we have a buddy down in Texas, he's emergency medicine. So that's a totally different thing. the class sizes are different. The program they get into is different. So it's just, yeah, it's a whole, whole crazy thing, but uh, it's, yeah. You did. And then it's, you open the letter and then it's like, and you're moving in three months. You're going, you don't know where you're going, but now you do. So you mentioned this was her third choice, right? Did I hear that correctly? Chicago, yep. Nashville, St. Louis. Was she 
in the devastated camp? Uh, yes, she was. I think because, like, obviously, you think of Chicago, Nashville, those places rock, right? And I, she applied at Northwestern, which is in Chicago and is a top, like, toppity, tippity, toppity program. And Nashville, I think, is pretty similar ranked to the one she's at right now. Uh, but yeah, it was, and I think that the the people, it was Vanderbilt in Nashville. Oh, uh, was, sick. Was the Andy. program. Yeah. So, and I think that the people on her interview at Vanderbilt had given her like a pretty encouraging thing. So she kind of thought that that's where she would end up. And then when we open up St. Louis, like neither of us know anything. It's just like this random town, but I, we've both really liked it. It's, it's been super fun. And like, you know, when you move and all of her friends are in the same spot, everyone's just, it's just like college starting over again. Right. You move in on freshman day, no one has any friends. Everyone's looking for friends. So she made friends quick. And like you said, Benny, I'm just crossing my fingers that there's a couple of boyfriends in the group that I can like. And luckily there was, so it's been, it's been good, but a sacrifice nonetheless, but I mean, I wouldn't change it. And honestly, if I could go back in time, I would probably not go to Duluth and go to a, like a college more exotic. If you could redo it right now, where would you go? Um, I don't have a specific one in mind, but I would definitely go South. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's the only answer you need to give. I don't yeah. mean like, yeah. Unless you're like a diehard, I don't know, like TCU fan or I don't know, Alabama or something like that, but it, we're going to get off that. Yeah. It would be sick to go to Bama though. That'd I don't know anything ridiculous. about it other than their football team is amazing. Yeah, I, I think Michigan would have been the bee's knees. They got everything, too. They got hockey. I want some puck. Arizona State. Well, I guess they didn't have it back then. But Yeah, but wow. That would have been – right now, I don't know why you wouldn't go to – I don't know why you wouldn't either, man. Like, I can go to Alaska Anchorage or ASU. Yeah, I'll go to Arizona, walk to the rink in my flip-flops. I would have failed. That's yeah, me too. I, <laughs> I got into ASU and I was like, there's no way you would do any schoolwork. But you got into ASU. It's not that's not anything spectacular. But I mean, I didn't even know that you applied. That was oh, yeah. like good job. You're a genius. I just oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you are so freaking smart. <laughs> no way, man. Oh man. <laughs> so you actually looked yourself in the mirror and were like, This is a bad idea. I mean, I almost filled out Duluth for God's sake. So guarantee would have at uh, ASU. No question. Yeah, it's different. Like if I could have the knowledge that I have right now, I would be able to do it. But I probably would have been. I was just too shy as well. I don't think I would have made it. But now I would have no problem. Starting from scratch, friend wise yeah. and stuff. Yeah, oh, that's fair. It's weird. I don't know. I kind of like it. I would move again. Just to, like start a new new school. I mean, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Cause you got to like get in with the group and everybody's got their squad. Minnesota is an interesting beast in, in and of itself, but I feel like that's not odd. Everybody's got their own little pocket. You got to kind of like clicks. wiggle your way in. Well, and dude, in St. Louis, the question is like, when you meet someone, they ask where you went to high school. And I'm like, I don't know any high schools here. Like someone today, I, I pass them in the hallway today at my apartment building. And they go, did you go to, I don't remember what they said. It was like, did you go to Arch Hill? I was like, what is Arch Hill? She's like the high school. I was like, no. She's like, you look really familiar. But and I like, I don't know why that that is their initial question. Yeah, that's a small. That's how Buffalo, New York is. Everybody knows everybody by their high school. 
people usually end up moving back and that's how they get their reference point. But let me ask you this. So obviously a big sacrifice, definitely well worth it. You're married. Everything's happy. How much notice did you have that you were moving to St. Louis? That we were mo- So she told me in, I think, September that she just didn't want to stay in Minnesota. She wanted okay. to look otherwise. I think she ranked Minnesota 12th just as an insurance policy if she just slipped through the cracks. But, <laughs> but so yeah, you find out in March and then we moved her down in June. So she had, I think we went the next weekend and just drove down here and found an apartment for her. And then I came down in December. So she was down here, you know, almost six months on her own. And that sucked. I mean, it, it was like, it didn't, it's not like we were rocky or anything, but it was just like, man, it sucks seeing you once a month, you know? It's just, you don't want to do it that long. If you guys, oh, you, you've had a little stint long distance. Sarge, have you done the long distance game before? Yeah, it's never worked. Don't recommend it. Yeah, and then there was, there was one stretch where she was just so busy that it, it, I think it was six weeks was the longest that we went, and that just sucks because it's, you know, she's working nights and you're just not awake at the same time, so you just like feel like you never talk to them. It was at least we had we had like an end in sight. So it was, you know, there was light at the end of the tunnel. So we made it. It wasn't a huge deal. That's critical. Yeah. So when me and my wife started, I would, that was the same thing. We were flying to see each other. I, I wasn't as fortunate to not be able to break the bank because flying to Canada once a month was a kick in the balls. Oh God, the fire alarm's going off. Oh, it's nice, the fuck dude. out of me. Holy balls, this is great. All right, well, this might be a good spot to put a bow on it, huh? Yeah, yeah wrap her up. Wrap her up, Sarge. Well, that'll wrap up this episode of Life Through Our Lens. Once again, thank you all for listening and spread the word. In freaking dirt. Real quick, I want to jump back and let you know what happens if you don't match. I'm sure nobody cares, but we're going to do it anyways. If you don't match, you do what is called a SOAP interview, which is basically a scramble to interview with programs that did not fill all of their spots. So theoretically, you could end up in a totally different specialty than you had planned. If you don't want to do that, the other option is to do a year of research and apply again the next year. But enough about that. On to next week. We have another interview. This time, it is with media relations manager for the Iowa Wild, Ben Gislason. He also does play-by-play for the Iowa Wild, and his dream, ever since he was a kid riding in the back of his mom's car, was to make it to the NHL level someday. He is passionate about his craft, has a ton of captivating stories, and trust me when I say, you don't need to be into sports to enjoy this interview. It's just a man following his dream and living that unscripted life that Alex talked about a few episodes back. So make sure you're tuned in. We'll see you next Lens Day. Bye.